You're listening to The Course Creator Show, the podcast all about building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that gives you freedom and lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a Canadian mom of two, a speaker, a real estate investor, a reality TV lover, and an online business strategist who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs create, launch, and scale their digital course businesses. Let's dive into this episode. Hey everyone, we are here with Lauren Keplinger. Lauren is an e-commerce and Etsy coach. Well, I've known Lauren for a couple of years now, and I'm so excited to have her with us today. Lauren, welcome. Thank you. Uh, can you tell everyone just a little bit more about like you and your business and what you do on the day-to-day? Sure. Yeah. So I got started online um, with online business like in the dark ages in 2012, <laughs> um, selling my, um, on, on Etsy myself, um, making monogrammed baby quilts, which I still do. So I still have that piece of my business, but about, I guess it's been about three and a half years at this point. I also started to coach people on Etsy mm-hmm. and sort of taking it from, there's a lot of creatives on Etsy that are so amazing at the creative side of it and have amazing products, but really struggle with sort of the left brain, um, non-creative part of running a business, which I actually am more that way. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I started to coach people, um, and now I have a course too about growing and scaling your Etsy shop, sort of the business side of that creative business. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, you have a beautiful shop and beautiful products, but mm-hmm. you also crack the code on Etsy. Like I, just recently hopped over to your sales page and noticed like you've had what $700,000 in sales on Etsy or something like that. Like wildly big numbers. And so, (laughs) um, I know that there are so many people out there wanting to replicate that kind of success with an, with a sort of handmade or small batch kind of shop, which is like really incredible. So, uh, let's dive into the course piece. Cause that's what gets me really excited. Um, I know that you, launched your first iteration of your course. (laughs) And what did you do in that first launch? Do you remember revenue wise? Um, So that first launch was a little bit of a train wreck emotionally for me. (laughs) Um, I'm sure that people who have launched before can relate to that. I was not at all prepared for the sort of, I I don't know, like the emotional part of it that kind of slams into you. So I did about $2,000 in revenue and I actually ended up refunding everybody and saying like, I actually don't think I want to do this at all. I'm done. I'm walking away. Interesting. I actually didn't know that part of the story. And so, and can you talk to us about like why that was like, I understand you were having this emotional reaction. Was it like fear that you didn't feel like you were going to be able to deliver on the promise? Was it that there weren't enough people? Like, what was it that made you make that decision? Um, I think that some of it was a misalignment with my expectations for what was going to happen. Now, granted, I didn't even get all the way through the launch before I freaked out. So I actually don't really know what would have happened now, having gone through this and understanding that like the last day is really big for course launches and stuff. But I think that I felt like I was too 
uh, well, in retrospect, I don't, at the time, you know, I, I was just like all over the place, but in retrospect, I would say that I was buying too much into the message of like, you can launch a six at the time it was six figures. Now people talk about seven figures and eight figures all the time. But at the time it was, you know, six figure business and you're going to be sitting on the beach, making money in your sleep. And I felt like I had worked so hard mm. for $2,000. And this was the first time I'd ever sold anything, um, to that community. And so, you know, I'd been working for like a year to make $2,000. Um, and that was really created the whole program, like all the content. Mm -hmm. Right. So you've got created all the content and you've been building that audience for a year. Yeah. So I had been blogging, um, and I had a Facebook group and that kind of stuff to try and warm people up. And then what I found was that I was getting a lot of pushback from people. I got, um, what felt like a lot of, of negative feedback, it probably was like two people, (laughs) Um, but I allowed myself to internalize it a lot. And I felt like I didn't really have anything to add to the conversation that was already happening. There were already people teaching about Etsy who had successful businesses. And it was just like, it was a lot, it was just a lot of feelings. And I think that what's really changed over time is owning my voice and my unique perspective in the marketplace to actually go against the tide of what a lot of people are teaching. Um, because there's a lot of people that teach about Etsy sort of just like general marketing, like build your social media and build your email list and all this stuff. And mine is like super Etsy specific, like master Etsy SEO and you're golden. (laughs) Right. Isn't that so interesting? And like, that is such, it's something that I've talked about before, which is like, you have to really understand what your signature approach or method or Mm -hmm. framework or like secret sauce that you're bringing to the table is that really helps to differentiate you Mm -hmm. from the rest of the noise and the competition that's going on out there. So like, sounds like you maybe didn't quite really know that when you did that first launch and had to kind of discover what that voice was for yourself And, and what made you feel like, Oh, and one other thing is like that whole idea of like those two negative Nellies who just like get into your head. This is part of the reason why I feel like people actually really need a community around them when they're Mm -hmm. launching for the first time, because having that community to tell you, Hey, that's okay. And like these things happen, but like, let's root you back in the reality and not let those things like totally derail your progress because it is so much of like a mindset thing that happens at that point. And it can really, yeah, make or break those next steps in your business. Like if you really crumble under the (laughs) intensity and like the emotional, almost like distress that can happen, um, and don't have anyone around you to like build you up again, that's really challenging. So like what made you feel ready to take another crack at it the next time you launched it? Well, so I only, I only, um, took, I took like a month off maybe. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to kind (laughs) of revamp this a little bit. And I mean, I honestly don't really, I didn't really change anything about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. It was more just, I think that part of the thing that is hard when you're teaching something that you know well, and you've already mastered is that like, I didn't start an Etsy shop in 2012 thinking about how I was going to teach people how to do it. For you sure. know, like I just did it. And, and then I got to the point where it was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I did it. Like, maybe it was just luck. Maybe I actually don't really have any skills. Like, <laughs> And so I think that 
you know, working through some of my own mindset blocks there and understanding that it, that I do have something to contribute to this and being really honest with what I think are the priorities in, in what I'm going to teach, which did go against the grain. Cause I think I started very like vanilla, like I don't want to rock the boat. I'm just going to kind of teach the same things as everybody else. Like, and I think that as I've gotten into it a little bit more, that confidence, um, grew, but I think, you know, that criticism is always hard to take. And, but I think that it's important to recognize as somebody that has like sort of a public persona out there that you're putting out there for people to have opinions about that it becomes like a little bit of an, an echo chamber, whether it's good or bad, like you tend to get, you get feedback about things that you're already insecure about, which is really hard to take. But then you also will get people who just like adore you. And I, and I think that it's, it's important to like, not really take either one to heart too much, you know, like to, to recognize. And one of the best things I think about having an online business is like, at the end of the day, I shut my computer and I go home to my husband and my kids. And like, this is not my whole existence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with that more, (laughs) but also it also reminds me of this whole idea. And I remember people saying this and I was like, I don't really see why, but now I do, which is that like your business can often grow at the same rate as like your personal development grows. Mm -hmm. And so I know for myself, when I started investing in reading some personal development books, like Mm -hmm. doing some deeper digging on why I do things the way I do or think certain things or like allow myself to have certain patterns, it allowed me to see things so much more like objectively. And I was able to recognize my reactions to certain situations in Mm -hmm. business which allowed me to be able to take a step back and make much better decision-making because I wasn't coming from this like emotional reactive kind of place. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. Love that. Good, good conversation there. Cause I think like, man, so many people have found themselves probably in that same position, you know, and it's It's really hard and still, yeah, I, I told my husband recently and now I'm like three years into this. I was like, you have to remind me that every time I launch, I want to quit every time. Right. (laughs) And just recognizing that that is a pattern. It is a temporary emotion that I'm not going to make a long-term decision based on. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So good. I feel like we could also have a sidebar chat about like, what are the things that, that, (laughs) what are the things that like you could be, maybe some of the strategies that you could be using in your launches to (laughs) offset that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think we could have yes. like a sidebar I think that conversation. I probably still have a little growth to do. Right. But. <laughs> um, so back to this like incredible stat though, that I want you to share with folks. So yeah. first launch $2,000, but actually $0 because we right. refunded everybody. <laughs> now today you have successfully had a $90,000 launch, nine, yeah. zero, 90 K that's incredible over three years, you said that you've been launching this program two years. Um, I launched it the first time the refunded time was February of 2019. So two years, two years to go from 2k to 90k, I think is really incredible. And so can you tell us a bit about, um, maybe like what were, you know, it's that we could have a conversation about this for like an hour or more, but like, what were some of you, do you think like the biggest drivers 
of that success? Are there certain strategies you can like come back to or pinpoint that really allowed you to see that kind of growth? Um, I think that having a lot of clarity about what I'm teaching and where my sort of zone of genius comes in. Like if you want to learn social media, I am not your girl. Um, you know, so if you want to learn this very narrow thing that I am teaching, then I can help you with that. And I'm confident that I can help you with that. Um, that's been huge. And it's allowed me to communicate more effectively with my audience about what I am here to teach you. And it's even Um, helps you to like create content, write emails, do all the things because you know exactly that one very specific problem you're solving for people. Right. And, um, and I think that in terms of the growth of the launches, I mean, obviously having, having that kind of clarity helps because you can just communicate that so much better. Um, but I also think that having the clarity in what I'm teaching and how I'm teaching it has helped me to create content sort of surrounding it, but mm-hmm. also to know like where my free content ends. I have a podcast as well. Um, my free content ends and where the paid content starts. Um, yeah. And so I feel, and this was a huge mindset thing for me. I think it is so hard to go from, I'm just doing, you know, I have a free Facebook group, come and join and we'll chat and hang out like we're buddies to like, okay, now I'm selling you this program. And I think over the years um, of getting more confident to say, you know, this is not a nonprofit organization for me. This is a business. And so, you know, if you want me to teach you that you have to join this program, like obviously not wording it exactly like that, but like, yes, I would love to talk to you about that, but here's the program that I teach because I get people all the time. Like, Hey, can you tell me everything I'm doing wrong? Uh, I would love to help you with your Etsy shop and through my paid program is how I do that. Yes. Love that confidence coming through. So for people who want to know exactly how you grew your audience. I think you just mentioned a couple of things there. One, you do a podcast. You're pretty consistent mm-hmm. about it. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Number two, you still have a Facebook group. Do you still run that? The free Facebook group? I actually group? just shut it down. Okay. Uh, like Love a few that, weeks ago. Actually. Yeah. Um, so that's been like amazing actually, but yeah, we'll weight lifted, we'll right? Yes. So you still have the podcast. You have your email list. I assume mm-hmm. you put a lot of effort into like nurturing that list. I do. And, um, I have grown that extensively through Facebook ads so that right. a lot of that growth has been through Facebook ads. Yeah. I was just going to say, and I know yeah. like strategy three is using paid marketing, which I know you started after you'd already launched that program the first time around. Right. So you were like started ads around the same time that you were stepping into having like much more clarity around being oh. like the Etsy SEO person. And so you mm-hmm. could really have very specific ads that drove the right kind of audience onto your email list. And now you're sitting at what, 25,000 people on your email list or so, which is amazing. Doesn't that email, like when I talk about email lists and I just feel like, I know I say, I've said this before, but like, it's the golden ticket. Like if you have an email list full of people who truly want to hear from you are engaged and interested in what you have to offer, like you would know having a list of that size you would know that tomorrow, if Etsy went away and everything blew up, you still had that email list of people that you could pivot. I know you're probably like, well, what would I teach about? But like you could, you could <laughs> right. pivot into something, yeah. right? And teach them something and make money. Like yeah. you have an avenue to make money always 
in your back pocket if you need to. That's really reassuring to me anyway, as like a solopreneur. I think that's an incredible feeling. Would you agree? Yeah. And I actually think that shutting down the Facebook group is going to allow me to focus on that a lot more. Um, because I would say that the email list, while the growth of the email list has been a priority for me the whole time, the actual engagement of the email list has not always been. Um, and the way that people have felt most connected to me was through the free Facebook group, um, which I just sort of hit a mental limit of not being able to deal with it anymore. Right. Um, not that, I mean, there was nothing wrong with the group. The people in there were lovely. Like it was a great, it was actually a really positive, really wonderful community of people, which I was very proud of because Mm -hmm. Facebook is not always that way, but it became something that I felt like I had to check in like 50 times a day. Like just the mental load of it was a lot. was too much. Yeah. And email certainly is something entirely different, but you can still create engagement and even community and kind of, you can do so many interesting things with email besides just sending weekly newsletters, you know, like there's so much more there. Like if you wanted that interactive element, well, you have one week, you do some sort of live thing over zoom and you invite all the people from your email list to come. It's kind of like the Facebook group, right? Like where we can communicate and connect but we're leveraging our email list to do it. So, but I actually think that that could be better, like better connection with you because they're choosing to connect directly with you versus Facebook, where it's just kind of like, they're a part of this Facebook group and they're part of 20 other Facebook groups. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, gosh, this is such a good conversation. So many like lessons learned just in what we've been saying. You're, so you're a member for those who, um, aren't familiar. You're a member of my program, the passive project. And I would love for you, if someone was sitting like maybe on the fence, not sure if this was like the right program for them, could you speak to some of maybe the biggest like takeaways that you've had of being a member inside of that community? Yeah, I think that part of what drew me to the Passive Project is sort of your like vibe and running the business in general, like to have the balance in life that it's Mm -hmm. always, you know, like all of us want to grow successful businesses. That's why we're here. But, you know, there are other, other things that are important in life as well. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have a business that produces reliable income, um, and has like multiple different pieces versus just saying like, you know, selling a $20,000 high ticket course is the only way you're going to do this. And like, this is, this is the only path to success. Like there's a lot of paths to success. Um, And for most of us, I think that are out there, it's a, it's a matter of having like multiple different pieces, not so much, um, you know, just this like one thing that's going to bring you money mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. And like, obviously the actual like tactile <laughs> tactical stuff. Like I used the updated webinar stuff that, um, you just taught in there to do my webinar this time, which was actually a big shift for me, um, in watching you go through your slides and how you were doing that. Um, because I have felt for a while, like the sort of traditional webinar script that we're all going through. And I feel like they're just different iterations of kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. that people are getting kind of tired of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I actually used some of like the same wording that you used in certain things, um, certain places. And, um, also just, was able to dial back the pressure a little bit yes. in this most recent recent launch, which I felt like um, was really allowed me to feel like I was running my business with integrity that that 
works with me as a human being and not just like making the most money possible. Absolutely. And I think that that's so important to hear and how, although inside of the passive project, inside of any of my programs, I want it to be as like step-by-step plug and play simple as possible, where I give you a roadmap But at the same time, the roadmap can look different for everybody, depending on, yeah, how you want to run your business and what feels good for you and what lights you up. And so that means that there actually isn't just one box that everybody can has to like stick into. Everybody can create their own box and you can sort of like, I try and give the roadmap as much as possible with saying here's where you can like pick and choose things or like shift this to make it feel better for you. So I appreciate you saying that because that's always something in the back of my mind that I'm trying to really bring to this program. And that whole piece about like me coming with my updated webinar slides and giving you guys all kind of the tour slide by slide of what that looked like. That's also such a big component of the passive project is like, I'm also out here in the wild doing the thing (laughs) and, you know, seeing the real time reactions or results of things that are going on in the digital marketing landscape that I really try and bring to the passive project with that very kind of real time Mm -hmm. perspective. So it doesn't just feel like a program where the content was recorded three years ago and you're kind of running through something that maybe doesn't work in today's landscape. So, um, yeah, I appreciate hearing that too. Yeah. I thought it was, um, the, I got really, really good feedback on my live webinar and I just feel like this launch, this most recent launch that I just did, um, was, has been the most positive experience of the times that I've launched because, I, I probably told more people this time, like, I don't think that this program is right for you. Right. (laughs) Um, and so therefore, because of that, because of my willingness to do that, not only does it contribute to just an overall positive environment, because I'm being honest with you about whether or not I think it's a good fit, but it also has given me less pushback after, you know, less people coming a week later and saying like, I don't think that I needed to spend this money. And now I'm in this position where I want to refund or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And you want to attract in just those ideal people and it's a better experience all around. It's a better experience for them. It's also a better experience for you as the course creator and to have a lovely, like no refund situation is like what we all want. Right. And then where all of our students get great results. So, right. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, tell everybody if they are an Etsy seller, maybe, (laughs) or know someone who is, where can they find you and learn more? Yeah. Um, you can find me on my website, which is laurenkeplinger.com. And my podcast is crickets to chichings. Yeah. Love that name. Uh, and we'll make sure to link up to those things and, um, send you on over Lauren's way. If you need any Etsy advice, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. That's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're ready to launch your first course, sign up for our free class in the show notes to learn my method on how to do it successfully and unlock an invite into our signature program, Course Creator School. Or if you've already launched a course and you're ready to scale and go evergreen, it is time to join us inside of the Passive Project, my membership community for experienced course creators. Head to gemmabottomcarter.com forward slash apply to submit an application. 
If you enjoyed this episode, leave me a rating or review or tag me over on Instagram at Gemma.BonhamCarter. I would love to hear from you. I'll see you next time on The Course Creator Show.